0: Welcome to the Passenger Seat Podcast, a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars, all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor Peggy. I'm Becca and today I'm just out for a drive, enjoying the sun on this weekend and uh, hopefully just picking up a few bits and bobs that I need to while I'm out. But primarily I'm making the most of the fact that this is a lovely day um, in what's kind of early early spring late winter and um, just having a a bit of a longer drive on cars are compared perhaps to moderns and uh, perhaps to kind of electric vehicles as well. Um, The first thing to kind of set off with today is that concept of green. Uh, Green is kind of a little bit of a buzz term, it's one that sells quite well in the media um, and kind of algorithms and things like that. But actually, green is a a little bit of a blurry concept. It involves quite a lot of different aspects when we look at kind of the the breakdown of it. We might well be looking at things like how much carbon emissions something puts out. We might be looking at how sustainable the existence of something is and the use of something is. Um, And we might be looking at kind of what the wider environmental impact of something is. So it's a term that has lots of different kind of aspects to it and the complexity of it is kind of part of the the reason that it's quite difficult to discuss. So the way that we're going to try and discuss it today is really break it down into quite a few different sections um, so that you can kind of assess how green a classic car is in various different ways. vehicles themselves are something that's been classed as green as a vehicle, again, is pretty multifaceted in in how we assess it, and and classic cars themselves are no different. So I'm going to split today's podcast up into three sections, really. We're going to talk about the idea of emissions, we're going to talk about the idea of sustainability, and we're also going to talk about the idea of... uh, We're also going to talk about the idea of social awareness. So starting off with emissions, this is a category in itself that needs to really be split into two sections. Because we can talk about kind of the emissions in terms of what's coming out of the tailpipe of the vehicle. But we can also talk about the emissions in terms of what is being Uh, Produced when uh, anything in itself is being produced. Now, as it stands at the time of kind of recording and when I've done all of this research, um, the kind of main information that's out there is kind of comparing the creation of electric vehicles to uh, modern ones. And kind of as it is at the moment, the large majority of electric vehicles take more emissions to create than their internal combustion um, alternatives. So even if a car is kind of directly comparable, uh, there can be anything up to kind of 50,000 miles in driving that vehicle to make it kind of equal to that of the creation of um, an internal combustion alternative. So, for example, if two cars are available, both with um, Uh, an electric kind of motor in it and uh, the internal combustion engine in it the kind of emissions that are put out in the creation process have to then be kind of offset by the electric vehicle for up to 50,000 miles of driving depending on how that vehicle is getting its electric um, from so if it's from renewable sources or if it's still from burning coal or gas or whatever. So that means that a vehicle that is created today, if you were to buy a kind of brand new electric vehicle, you have, you've got to make sure that it's driven for that period of time and ideally off of, being charged off of renewable sources for it to be kind of greener within its creation than um, a modern car. Now, if we are then going to kind of add into the mix the idea of a classic car, the comparison is slightly different, because cars like Peggy's creation, its carbon outlay at the beginning of its creation, is so far in the past that they've kind of leveled out a bit, I guess the the creation is is already there. It's already been done. It's not like we are adding anything new to the kind of carbon footprint by continuing to use it so if we're gonna I guess assess each situation in terms of creation buying a a second-hand car or a a classic in particular is is better um, for the environment than something that's going to be newly produced Um, and it's something that I'll come on to In the sustainability section, but there is certainly an idea that's been talked about in a lot of kind of eco conscious circles that um, things that already exist are the better, more greener version than something that is being newly produced. front as uh, a modern car because they've not got the same kind of technology in them that's designed to um, address that that sort of emissions output. Um, But there's kind of a lot of things to consider when we're thinking about plastic cars. Uh, Today's podcast has actually been done in kind of, with a lot of help from the historic and classic vehicle alliance who were really helpful in kind of getting me a lot of the information for today's podcast um, but also did a call with me about um, the the information that they have available on their website and some of the things that they've been doing to try and make classic cars a little bit more um, usable and people a little bit less frightened to use them in relation to um, how green they are and when we look at kind of the running of a classic car, your average classic car, according to some research carried out by uh, the Federation of Historic Vehicles, uh, stated that your average classic car does about 1,200 miles a year, compared to your average family vehicle that is a modern car of 7,200. Now, the HCVA actually dispute these figures a little bit, because most of those figures came from um, kind of car clubs and that's kind of quite comparable to the fact that um, I saw an article in uh, a copy of Minor Matters that said that Morris Miners uh, go for around uh, uh, 2,000 miles a year um, on average within the club so those numbers within certain clubs within certain cars are going to be higher but also if you're asking people that are in clubs they tend to be using them Um, and thinking about that mileage whereas alternatively um, there's a lot of people that own classic cars as kind of a collector's piece and so they would be bringing numbers down um, and perhaps aren't actually included within the figures provided by the Federation of uh, British vehicles historic vehicles so that idea of kind of being quite a lot less um, in terms of the, the kind of mileage that these cars are putting out um, is certainly something to consider when you're kind of thinking about uh, perhaps being concerned by how green your classic car is a perhaps more useful figure to think about is that your classic cars as a whole are only contributing to 0.2 percent of the transport emissions in the uk and the uk's overall emissions is quite a small percent of the worldwide And we know that that is because a lot of the kind of import goods that we get are coming from other parts of the world that have the higher emissions. So, in reality, the kind of amount that classic cars tend to be putting out is, uh, as the HCVA put it, vanishingly small. The reason I think that classic cars get such a bad rap in terms of the amount of kind of emissions that they're producing... I think tends to be linked to what you see coming out of the tailpipe. And whilst that might be kind of darker or thicker or, and things like that, that's actually perhaps more closely linked to how rich those vehicles are running or even issues with oil and water within the engine. So it might it's not kind of the visible aspect that um, a lot of people might be thinking of when they are at the petrol station giving you evil glares for filling up your car on a sunday morning now figures like 1200 miles 2,000 miles, I have to admit, seem really quite small in comparison to what I'll happily admit I do in Peggy. I think since uh, purchasing her nearly two years ago now, we've covered uh, just over 20,000 miles, um, and that's been during kind of relative low periods of driving. Uh, There's lots of that time where I wasn't driving to and from work in her because we had kind of lockdowns and things like that. So with all this considered, um, I have to admit that perhaps Peggy is not kind of the the most efficient on the um, emissions side, Um, and she's certainly not part of that group that your classic might be in when you're kind of looking for reasons why it's okay to still be using your classics if you're worried about kind of being quite green. So one of my kind of favourite ways of thinking about it is actually the sustainability side um i watch quite a lot of youtube videos regarding kind of sustainable fashion and um, other areas of life and actually one of the key things that a lot of people who are quite sustainable conscious state is that the best thing for the environment is the thing that you already own so be that a piece of piece of clothing or a car it's actually for the time being much better to have something that is um, already in existence and doesn't have that creations emissions attached to it and cars that are of kind of peggy's era certainly fit that idea of sustainability in lots of other ways as well Uh, keeping her running is not requiring a lot of creation of lots of new parts most of the parts that we use um, for kind of repairs and, and keeping her going, are going to be kind of new old stock that again has already uh, exceeded that use of, of carbon in its creation, or can even come from if you want to be really um, sustainable and conscious. Uh, small industries. There's a lot of small local garages that have some experience with these cars that are able to kind of fashion individual parts and things that you might need um, on quite a small scale. So it's not looking necessarily to mash produced parts uh, that you might be needing for a more modern car and we're just replacing small little parts rather than them ending up in a scrapyard having to be broken down for... um, parts and then scrappage. And I think that was particularly prevalent in the early part of this year um, on kind of weird car Twitter. I saw a lot of vehicles kind of on the back of low loaders and car transporters um, on the way out of London being uh, spotted by the keen car spotters of car Twitter. Um, who were noticing that lots of really immaculate vehicles were being loaded up and taken out of London as a result of the ultra-low emission zones being introduced and cars that a lot of people there had perhaps kept for a really long time due to the low mileage use that they were getting because I imagine that most people who live in London are making use, for the most part, of the public transport and only using a lot of these vehicles for the occasional family trip out of London. So a lot of these cars had reasonably low mileage, were in good condition, um, but were not really um, compliant with this new ultra low emission zone. And another thing that's pretty popular on car Twitter is checking the registrations of cars that people spot. And unfortunately, a lot of these cars that were spotted were desperately seeking new homes, there wasn't uh, a, w- a way for them to be, be used and be rehomed safely and then the, home, the previous owners of them were now seeking a new car that complied with these ultra-low emissions to uh, address the issues that they would needed a car for those occasional longer trips out of London um, but weren't going to be able to kind of pay those fees on their pre-existing car. And that's really quite sad in terms of sustainability, that so many of these cars that were perfectly usable and um, were perhaps only a little bit under that um, requirement for the low Emission Zone. I can understand the argument for wanting cleaner air and things like that, but perhaps more nuanced approach was really needed to address that side of things within uh, the environment of ultra learning to talk to Gary from the HCVA about the up and coming synthetic fuels and the conversations that he's been having with members of parliament and people within the industry about developing useful um, types of synthetic fuels that could potentially be reasonably low emissions uh, for us to continue using the cars that are already out there on the road. Electric buying uh, classic vehicles is certainly a bit of a buzz topic recently, there's been a lot of discussions about it and um, a lot of coverage of it in uh, both classic media and afar and I think that's an important topic that's perhaps worth covering in a lot more detail in in another video. It's certainly an option for some people um, to think about, but it's worth noting that it very much depends on how the electrification of a vehicle is done as to whether it is actually a green decision or just a decision to electrify a vehicle. Um, again, interesting talking to Gary from the HCPA about this concept, um, of that sometimes people are doing these conversions with um stuff taken out of um, old nissan leafs and things and kind of up using reusing those uh, parts whereas on the other hand some people are doing these conversions with new parts imported from china specifically for these vehicles and the kind of emissions attached to the creation of these new things that are coming from overseas compared to the parts of the nissan leaf that might be coming from the uk is, is certainly a comparable thought process if we link back to that idea of the emissions created in creation of vehicles. So it's a little bit more nuanced than that and perhaps it would be something that would be a whole separate podcast um, but there's certainly options for keeping our vehicles more sustainable. vehicles and we want to be seen to be being somewhat conscious of this um, in the decisions that we make and uh, as a result of this there has been a lot of movement um, within the classic car community um, to introduce kind of schemes to offset the the emissions that our cars are outputting so for example uh, the HCVA work with Net Hero to uh, do an offset scheme where you sign up uh, your vehicle and the amount of mileage and things that you do. And that m- kind of money that they work out based on that, then goes into a variety of different projects that are designed to try and reduce the amount of carbon in our atmosphere. It's quite diverse what they do. Some of it is preserving uh, heat bulbs that are quite good for absorbing carbon. Some of it is planting trees and forests and they're really quite invested in the idea of uh, being very conscious of the sort of trees that are being planted because it takes up until uh, five years of a tree uh, existing before it starts to absorb some of that carbon. So planting really new baby trees is not going to do that instant effect and impact on the environment. Similarly, there's other schemes such as Tree V, which is exclusively in relation to uh, trees and, and the planting of forests, which is quite an interesting concept. And I think that this is testament really to the classic car environment, that we are quite socially conscious of the impact of our vehicles and these schemes are doing quite well. I think it would be very easy as a modern car, electric vehicle driver to fall into the trap of feeling like you've done enough by purchasing uh, a green vehicle um, that you perceive to be quite good for the environment. Whereas I think it's quite good that it seems that a lot of the classic car owners are being quite socially conscious of uh, the environment with their vehicles and in reality there's a lot of good stuff that these cars can do um, in relation to being this, this idea of green. Myself. It's certainly something that the HCVA are working quite hard to try and let people know that it isn't something you need to be overly worried about. You should carry on enjoying your cars and that they're working really hard to make sure that there's a future for our vehicles. Um, in a sustainable future and a green future and a future that like the government asks us to do focuses on repairing reusing and recycling things thanks again for listening drive safely and happy motoring